<laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, my friend, my partner, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Our, our new announcer is doing well. I love that. I wonder if that is, uh, I wonder if that's heard when we put this on to podcast form, if, uh, when it, cause through, uh, I forgot that the last time we did this on zoom as well, that the lady comes on and goes, meeting is now being recorded. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think we heard it. So I just said that for no reason. Nobody's going to know what I'm talking about. Well, now they do. That's now they do. typical though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so here we are, bud. So how you doing today, man? What's going on? Doing great. Doing great. Not a lot. Ready to talk about uh, ready to talk about some fashion on this episode. Ready to talk yeah, about uh, we, some... it's New it's New York City Fashion Week, baby. That's right. It's fashion Week in New York. You know, and we you gotta know, we gotta talk about that a little bit. And I usually go up for that. Uh, and I usually COVID. take my, yeah, I usually take my changes of outfits and everything. But uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, this year I was I was playing it safe, but uh, saw a lot of pictures. From a lot of folks that I usually see up there, uh, Russell Westbrook certainly is at the is the face of uh, fashion as far as sports goes. Absolutely, and, uh, he had something special for us. Uh, uh, I don't know. We'll get, uh, we'll, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. We'll, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I'm we'll so get to excited. That. I'm so excited. I know you are. He's been wanting to talk about how cute Russell Westbrook is all day, <laughs> and we'll get to Russ. We'll get to a few other things. We got some sports stuff out there. Uh, the Reds have lost their fourth game in a row, which means we're not talking about the Reds. They're officially a game back, not behind the Padres anymore. They are now a game back behind the St. Louis Cardinals. Exactly what I said was going to happen last week has happened. I'm done making predictions because there is another prediction that lost me 50 push-ups, which we will do when Adam comes back in the studio. By the way, we are over Zoom this week, not on the FaceTube Live. Um, over Zoom because the kiddos, I get the kids in my house, you know, you're, the kids are in school. It's what happens, man. We got three of them with, with fevers. A uh, couple of them broke. One of them went back up. But we're good. We're good over here, man. We're good. Nobody's got the COVID. We've been everybody went out and got themselves a little got, we all got tested we gotta make sure we ain't passing no COVID around so everybody's good uh but I, I, just I to be safe the germaphobe the germaphobe is gonna absolutely. stay at his house today absolutely <laughs> i appreciate you know how i am i appreciate you let me know ahead of time making sure I'm i should have let i should have let you come over here and then told you when you came in the house just or so even when we face. got down here yeah be like hey dude i forgot to tell you so the kids have all been running a fever for the last 24 hours. And then, oh my God, Adam couldn't have got out. Of, he would have covered his face with his with his shirt and been out of here so fast you couldn't even say. I don't know. I don't mm. know. <clears throat> but thank you. Thank you for uh, protecting me. Yes, yes. So anyway, let's get into the very first thing that we're going to do today, which uh, during the NFL season is one of my favorite things we do. You know, we got to pick against the spread. We got show these people what we're all about. You know, if we're going to be a podcast, might as well do something to help some people make some money. Right. So although I did lose a bet last week. So when you do come back in the studio, I owe you 50 pushups. And I was a little irritated on Sunday night <laughs> as I'm sitting on the couch watching this Rams. Uh, who was it? Who'd they play? Rams and bears. That's it. Red rifle. Rams and bears are playing. And I'm thinking Matt Stafford's going to like this team up. I believe I said they would win by four touchdowns uh, when we were talking and you said, Oh yeah. And I said, yeah, I put money on it. I bet it. I bet on it. He goes, I'll take that bet. Well, I brought myself down. I said, they'll win by three. They'll win by three touchdowns. That's what I said. And you said, and, and so I told you, I'll give you 20 and a half points. I'll give you 20 and a half. The Rams won by 20. They technically won by three touchdowns, which is 18 points, but Two uh, field goals in there instead of an actual touchdown made Christopher lose another bet. However, I did win that game in our pick'em, which brings us directly to it. You did. You should be an odds maker, by the way. To 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 go twenty and a half on that is just almost spot on. Oh, man, just missed it. Just missed it. Uh, so okay. anyway, so tell us how we did last week, Adam. How do we do what we as uh, on our picks last week? So you did get that one right. You got the uh, the Raiders over the. The uh, Ravens. Ravens. I didn't think that would be an all-out victory by the Raiders. I just thought they would cover the four and a half. What a four and a half? Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. So you got that one. 
you did get Tampa Bay wrong. Tampa Bay won, but they, they it was less than eight and a half. I forget what it was like. Yeah, that was a close game. Yeah, they had to come down to the very end, hit that. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Two out of three ain't bad. Hey, that's Two winning money. People make, is people not making bad. money. Yeah, and uh, it's especially not bad when your old boy went zero and three. There you go. Well, if you want to make some money, you listen to Chris Witt's picks. Don't listen to Adam. Speaking of Chris Witt's picks, uh, since I won, I'm going to make you go first because I have not looked at anything yet. So it's Wednesday night. You got to remember, people, this is Wednesday night when we're putting these picks on the, on the map. All right. And you know what? I did the Thursday night game. So anybody that would have been listening to this probably did not lose any money because this podcast doesn't even go up till late Thursday. Correct? Yeah, correct. When's it up? Oh, it is. So there's a chance that if you listen to this podcast as soon as it came on, you either just missed it or you maybe started listening on Friday. That's true. So you might have gone 2-0 if you listen to me. Yep. Yep. All right. So for me this week, week two, uh, I like this Rams at Colts. Uh, The Rams are a a three-and-a-half point favorite on the road Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis, and I'm taking Indy in that one. He's He's taking the home dog. I like it. You got to take at least one home underdog every week, I feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when it, it's my – it was probably my second favorite team uh, growing up because the Bengals were always horrible. The Colts were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Houston at Cleveland. This uh, – I mean, it's, it's 12 and a half point spread. Everybody's expecting Cleveland to kill them. But I'm, I'm talking about the 1-0 and o Houston Texans versus the – Oh, and one Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm taking, well, let's talk about who they played. The Browns <laughs> lost a close game to the to best, second that. best team in football. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. Texans beat the worst team in football. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They did. Uh, but I am still taking as much as I'm second guessing myself now, Houston, um, to cover that. So there's quarterback for is, Houston these days. Yeah. 12 and 12 and a half is huge. Uh, quarterback for Houston. I don't yeah, know, not Deshaun Watson. I can tell you that much. It's not Deshaun Watson. I believe it's Tarod, not Tyrod. It's Tarod Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Uh, Detroit, the Lions at the Packers. Um, yeah, I'm I'm at home this week against the uh, Lions. I'm an eleven and a half. I know I'm an eleven point favorite, and I'm taking Detroit to cover that. They. Got beat last week by the 49ers, but they made a comeback at the end and made it close. Um, I think I'm sure. going to take Detroit in that. All right. That sounds good. So run them back to us one more time. Who you got? I got Indy, Houston, and Detroit. Sounds good. All right. So I'll start off with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and if I go 0-2 on Tampa Bay to start this year off, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, the Falcons just got beat by like 30 against Philadelphia. So – uh, Tampa Bay should come out and beat the brakes off of them. I'm going to take I'm going to take the 12 and a half. That is such a huge number, mm-hmm. and that scares me to death. But that's all right. I'm going to take that 12 and a half. Tom Brady's got something to prove. He said they got to clean a lot of stuff up. He's going to come out and make it happen. Uh, let's see. And then the next game I'm going to take. You know what game I'm looking at? I'm looking at the Cincinnati Bengals and the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are at home and they're laying two and a half. Hey, let's. Go Bengals. This is going to be a close game. I see this a field goal at the end, one way or the other. Somebody wins by one point. But I'm going to take the Bengals because that would mean that they win either way. And then last and and definitely not least, uh, I think, let's see, who's the last game we're going to take? Man, Pittsburgh is laying five and a half to the Raiders. That's going to be a tough one. The Steelers, uh, the Steelers did not struggle at all with a really good Buffalo team last week. I'm not going to take that game. I'm skipping out on that game. We've got two 0-1 teams in New England and New, Jer- and New York Jets. Not taking either of those teams either. Um, you know what? Here we go, bud. New Orleans, minus three against the Panthers. Hey, let's go Saints. I'm taking the Saints, minus three. I think I just took two. I took all three favorites but that's okay. Favorites have to win too. I like it. All right. Who did I just take? I took the bell. Oh, no, I didn't. I took the Bengals plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. I took uh, the Saints minus three 
and the Bucks minus 12 and a half. Let's roll this thing back and keep 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 going here. All right. I'd like to I'd like to have this thing won by week 10. Well, you're gonna you're you're starting out pretty well. Because as long as I'm going over every week, and I, I, I don't even feel good about any of the games that I picked already. So yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I hear you. All right. It's gonna be what Okay, I almost jumped to Russell Westbrook again. Before that, we got to talk about, did you see the video of Edmundo Sosa, shortstop, pretty sure he's rookie shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals, the now uh, wild card leading St. Louis Cardinals, uh, making a play in almost killing an umpire at first base. So it's in the, it's in New York. It's a, it's against the Mets in New York. He's up the middle at short, tries to pull a Barry Larkin pirouette spin, throw a ball, and he lets that thing go halfway up the right field line. And this almost happened to me coaching third base last week. Swear to God, I'm telling this kid, this kid, they give him the steal sign. He doesn't start stealing. So I'm like, where are you doing? Go. And then he takes off running. And I don't know, it should have just went back. But nope, took off running anyway. Catcher jumps up to throw it. I'm looking at this kid going down, 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 looking directly at third base. And a ball comes. All of a sudden, the third baseman takes a step off like he's jumping towards me to get the ball. Luckily, I saw that happen, and I was getting out of the way. That ball just missed me by a quarter of an inch. And it's hard to miss his nose, but it just missed his nose. Just miss it. So I about got clocked. Problem is that thing was probably thrown at about 28 miles an hour <laughs> by a nine-year-old. And uh, Sosa threw it 76 miles an hour directly into Junior Valentine's cheekbone. Busted him right in the cheekbone. Oh, my gosh. Dude's bleeding right off the bat. So here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Sosa never goes over to say anything to this umpire. Yes. You could tell he was distraught. Does he mm-hmm. speak English? Do we know if he speaks English? I'm not sure. I haven't heard him heard him say anything. There's, there's a there's a communal language mm-hmm. called "Oh crap, I'm sorry." Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that you can walk over and you know give a little pat on the butt, and make sure everybody's all right. But no, oh boy, did not. He stood over there the whole time, and that umpire almost looked like he was giggling. He almost had a smirk on his face when he first turns around at a camera after getting smoked in the face, almost like what just happened? I wish that dude, if I was up and that dude walked over to me and it didn't walk over to me, first thing I'd do is walk over to the first baseman and be like, dude, I spent 15 years in the minors. I've been in the majors for eight. Well, go tell that dude, go tell that dude that he's not a major league baseball player. I should not have to have my head on a slope. Yeah. Uh, beautiful play just an awful throw and yeah paul goldschmidt was he he went over to him he was the first guy there i think yeah uh, and it was uh i mean where it hit him you saw and, he, and first of all he puts his hand up sees the blood and almost like flings it off of his hand yeah just like ah oh, crap i'm bleeding yeah, kind of <laughs> gross. but uh imagine where that hit if it was an inch higher that hits his temple right yeah, sure, but that's the same thing. We can always we can talk about what ifs all the time. We can talk about what ifs on every swing of the bat. You foul a ball straight back in a quarter of an inch difference, and that's a home run. We can talk about what ifs in baseball all day long. That smoked him in the face. He's lucky. He's lucky. Old boy got drilled. Keep your head on a swivel. Be smart. You see the first baseman come off the base and not even making an attempt? Why is your head still on the base? Get your head off the base. Guard your dome. I bet he's guarding his dome every time he sees a sees a first baseman come off the base from here on out. <laughs> he's not. He's going to miss so many plays at first base from here on. <laughs> they it's won't like even let him. Yeah, like a guy hitting, getting hit in the head, and then coming back for his first at bat after that. Bailing out every single time a pitch comes in. <laughs> I throw him five big old giant curveballs to start at his head. <laughs> <laughs> like the Randy Johnson, John Crook, and the All Star. Yep, game. exactly. Um, all right. <clears throat> I don't know how much more there is to say about that. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. It's everywhere. Yeah, go check it out. Tell, tell us what you think about it. That brings us to the next. I'm going to bring it up here. Let's go. I got this, Please. right? All right, because you want to talk about this too much. I love this. This is such a good story. So everybody's talking about Russell Westbrook at Fashion Week in New York. I believe this was on his way to the Met Gala, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, I believe so. Which is, you know, that is the, if you are the who's who of celebrities are the only people that go to the Met Gala. And to this moment in my life, I have no idea what that's for, what the gala is. Do you have any idea what that's even for? I heard someone say it was to raise money for like that industry, for like the the fashion industry and for like um, like TV and movie um, dress. What do you call it? Like uh, costume designers or costume yeah, people? Stuff, yeah, or? that kind of stuff. Yeah, just like a just a big fashion thing. And uh, so what do they do at the Met Gala? Because there's tables, right? You got to be 18 to be invited. I did hear that. It, it's probably probably cost a million dollars to get in or something. A million dollars a plate or something like that. I don't know. Um, unless you're wearing a skirt, maybe then you get 50% off or something like that. Old, old Russ shows up in a skirt. <laughs> Go ahead. Just do it. Russ shows up, white cardigan, white button up cardigan and a white skirt. I ain't talking mini skirt. Now this is a big old Sandra D. This is Sandra D walking around singing, uh, you know, songs in the middle of the night about about uh, the guy from Greece about John Travolta you know? I mean, this say. is a yeah I can't remember what the song was she was singing when she was oh yeah was, uh, I'm Sandra D yeah Sandra D singing her Sandra D song anyway that's what you look like Greece all the way through wow but man such a disappointment <laughs> um man I I don't know I, I saw the picture I think on his Instagram I think he posted it and I was oh, like gosh. I was like in denial immediately. I was like, that's some kind of, um, I don't know. That's some, that's like his shirt or something. That's part of his shirt. You you were in denial. It's a kilt or it's something. I was like, he didn't wear a woman's skirt, obviously. Russell Westbrook wore a woman's skirt to this fashion show. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me what you think about it. Did you like it? Did you think it was stylish? Did you think he looked good? No. Thank you. He looked <laughs> ridiculous. The man looked ridiculous. You're right. He w- he was dressed. It looked like a costume party that he was dressed as the one of the girls from Greece or whatever, some fifties girl or whatever. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm confused about it. You know. And then I and then Steph Curry made me feel better. Uh, he and he and Aisha were there. Oh, and- Steph walks in looking crisp, right? Oh boy, just came in. He said, "Ain't nothing better than that black tux. Let's just roll with it." He in his jacket. I was a little turned off by the fact that he had his name and number on the back of it, but it was uh, apparently inspired by one of the jackets that Michael Jackson wore on one of his albums. Yeah. So, um, you got somebody I- at the house, and you mean you need we us and keep looking back over there. So- Come on over into this main am I, stage. Am I looking back, back over there? I don't know. I think you feel like you look back somebody, you're telling somebody to come over or something. Come uh, on in. No? no? I thought you had a little lady over there or something. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no. So, but Steph's jacket was cool in the fact that he, cool in the fact that he designed it after one of Michael Jackson's jackets. But I didn't like that he had his name and not like it was a jersey jacket or something. You know, my favorite part about it was my favorite part was it wasn't a dress. <laughs> that's a good call. And that's a good There's way to only, end that conversation. No, but here's the deal. There's only two people. There's only two men that play in the big three professional sports hmm. that I would not be surprised if they walked out in a skirt. And that's Dennis Rodman, Russell Westbrook, and Cam Newton. No, I'm saying right now, right now, <laughs> Russell Westbrook and Cam Newton. Are the, are the, what does, so you said that you were surprised by it. You didn't want to believe it. I, as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, totally. And that thing was made by some designer. Some, I mean, that was, you know, that's like a ten thousand dollars skirt or something ridiculous that, that he's like got lamp, on. That looked like a lampshade at my parents. Yep. My parents had when I was growing up. Yep. But. Yep. I don't get it. I don't know, man. It, it's it's like he's like trying to it's he's trying too hard now. He's trying too hard. He, he's been trying too hard for a while, to be honest with you. When you walk in and you're crossing guard vest and, you know, a, a really tiny shorts or whatever, he, you know, I don't know, man. If, if that's what you like, please, please. But boy, are you are you 
is that really, are those things really what you like? Or are you trying to be different? Are you trying too hard to be different? It could be a little bit of both. Could be a little bit of both. Could be a little bit of both. He wants to, he wants to be, he likes to push the edge. He likes fashion. He likes that little different stuff. But sometimes, you know, those kind of people feel like they need to go a little overboard sometimes. You know what I mean? Wear a meat, wear a meat dress like uh yeah. like our girl Lady Gaga, right? I mean, come on, let's go. There's some crazy stuff out there. I mean, <clears throat> Russ, put a pair of pants on, dude. Put a pair of pants on and go have really, a good time. way too tight pants on. Yeah. Way too tight pants made by some super unbelievable designer that are flashy as all get out and you know, rainbow stripes with 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 tiger stripes on top of polka dots pink green lampshade green whatever colors you want i don't know what lampshade green is but neon green is what i was trying to go with either way dude put that on but put the plain white pleated skirt away i think it's done hello crayola yeah making a call yeah crayola, crayola lampshade a, green yeah we, we have a, a color that you haven't discovered yet yeah it's lampshade green Chris Witt. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Pay me. Pay me my money. Oh, so it's going to be 65 now in the biggest one? 60 or no. It's just, okay. So 120. 120. 120. Okay. Well, so yeah, there's 120 count. It's going to be 121 now in the big one with a pencil sharpener on the back. Good. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay. You ever tried to sharpen a pencil on the back of a Crayola box? Ooh. Doesn't work. Doesn't work? Nope. Because it doesn't have nope, to be it's just, sharp. It doesn't have to be It's sharp. just plastic. No, okay. it's just plastic. It's yeah. just plastic. <laughs> oh. All right. On that note, I think it's time to go to Dealey Departed. Dealey Departed. Ah, <clears throat> uh, Dealey Departed. And this one, I feel like it's okay to smile when we talk about this Dealey Departed. There's two of them that we're going to bring up today. The first one We're going to smile about both of them. <laughs> we're going to smile about both of them. But the first one for sure is Mr. Uh, Norm McDonald. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh most famous for Saturday night, Saturday night live. Uh, you know, he did skits and stuff, but he was weekend update anger for a long time. Um, and just stand up comic for a very long time. Had a, had a, I felt like had a unique style. He Without was, a doubt. He had his own delivery. It was his delivery. Nobody else could do it. And people mimicked it or, or made fun of it, you know, or, or would could do hit an impression of him very well, but it was, that it's because that was just norm mcdonald yeah yeah really unique he was on you know i'm a huge conan fan he was on conan a million times conan loves norm mcdonald so he was he was pretty broken up about that and all the all the comics it was last two days i've just been scrolling through it's all you know all comics that were friends with him you know everybody was everybody was sad but sharing stories tom segura shared a, uh, like three really cool stories. He didn't know him that well, but he, he met him a, a few times and had like a story or two from knowing him. And then a couple of really funny stories from other people telling him um, really funny. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't know. It's just been uh, it, the, the crazy thing is, is that most of the people, even the comics that were really close friends of his, a lot of those people still did not know he's been battling cancer for nine years. And most I knew it was a long time, but I nine years. That's crazy. Yep. Most people didn't know that. Most people didn't know how. I just fell off the couch. <laughs> most people. <laughs> the ceiling was going to come through. <laughs> I thought so. It did look like it. <laughs> Scared me to death. Man. So. Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, so so Norm McDonald, uh, you know, it, it, it's too bad, it, but it's you know, you hate to say this, but when funny people or people who had a big impact, you know, when Kobe, you know, died and everything, it was like that. Like you see, it's just everywhere. There's there's pictures, videos, stories, people, you know, talking about him, and and you know, there might be a documentary about Norm McDonald next year, and. Uh, and that's all really fun stuff. And, and from everything I understand, Norm Macdonald absolutely won it that way. He was 100% comedy all the time. Mm -hmm. Never, never was off. Um, so he would want that. He would want us to be uh, laughing about it and watching all the old clips of him on talk shows and, and doing stand-up. So Adam Sandler used to put, I, and, and you know, the thing that, you know, comedians always used to put out albums, right? They used to have albums they would put out and, 
Norm McDonald, when I was growing up, some of Norm McDonald stuff, like Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, Norm McDonald, like I couldn't wait to see, couldn't wait to see what would come out. They would put some of the funniest, I mean, for us, it was CDs, right? We buy their CDs, but oh my gosh, some of the best clips. I used to burn CDs all the time for people, the old lime wire, you know, hit the old lime wire, you know, where you got three and a half minutes of Eminem just doing a chorus because you didn't listen to it before you put it on the CD. <laughs> anyway. But I would like throw in comedy in with my in with my music with those guys, and Norm Macdonald would be on some, and uh, uh, you know the Steamboat Willie from Adam Sandler and stuff like that, or not Steamboat yeah. Willie, but uh, uh, Tollbooth Willie. Tollbooth Willie, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a sad day, dearly departed, without a doubt. Yep. Yep. R.I.P. Norm Macdonald. Also, R.I.P. Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun's career. Ryan Braun's career. Yeah. Let me say that. <laughs> Ryan Braun from how we know him. Cause I don't imagine he's going to, I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he gets a studio gig or whatever, but I kind of, let, let me tell you who, who does, who, when you think Ryan Braun and you had to compare him to one other athlete, who, who do you, who's the first person that comes to your head? I think you want me to say Alex Rodriguez. No, no, oh. I don't want you to say that. No, I've got a better one than that. First person comes to my head, Lance Armstrong. Oh, Okay. Because both of them, both of them tested positive for doping, and then when the person who called him out on it, or who like was in charge of being the sample person, or whatever, just ruins their life. Yeah, trying to prove that they didn't do it because they got called out. Look, man, you cheat and you get caught. Man, sometimes you just gotta own up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta bring everybody else down. Brought this dude's life down. This dude got fired by Major League Baseball. All kinds of stuff. Who was in charge of his? his piss test that he took turns out guess what buddy he did everything he was supposed to correctly and you tested positive for steroids just like old uh, lance armstrong so i would try to be a whistleblower to him and he ruined their life mm-hmm. so to both of those guys big old middle finger i could i, I could care less about either one of you so <laughs> r.i.p ryan Braun's career for sure especially the fact that he used to kill the reds all the time that's yeah that's the biggest thing for me i i didn't you know i kind of didn't even care about all that other stuff i mean it, it made him look really bad of course but that's what i hate it makes you look it makes i can't stand people like that like you're that much better than the average person get it get out of town dude every guy who has who has been suspected of or caught using some performance enhancing drug in any sport that has come out and said you know what uh, yep, I made him, I made a mistake or in some cases, a lot, a lot of guys are lying about this, but some guys I think are really, it's really the truth. Like there was this thing that I'm ch- like, there's a fertility drug and stuff like that. that Whatever. Was, sure. Yeah. yeah or, or there, I, I took some supplement that I thought was this, apparently it wasn't, there was this in it. I didn't know. I didn't, I should have looked into it more or whatever. When guys take responsibility, it, it's, it always works out better for those guys. Always. They always go away out better. Andy Pettit, Andy Pettit walked right out to the microphone and was like, yep, I did. It was, it was dumb. I should have never did it, but I was coming back from this and they said it would help. And, and I made the decision to do it. You never know. Andy Pettit got busted for steroids. You never know. You never would know by when they talk about Nolan Ryan, Roger Clinton, Nolan Ryan, come on, Christopher, <laughs> Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, all four guys, right? Those are the big four, all four. To this day, swear to God, it never happened. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that get talked about and get out a rod. Well, a rod actually, what the third time finally kind of started to admit to something with his cousin or something like that. But it took a long time for a rod to finally come out and go, yeah, yeah, actually, actually, I did. And those guys are all outcasts, kind of except for a rod because he's he's saved himself by being a really good, you know, a, a analyst, but. And, and it didn't, none of that happen until he came out and basically said, yeah, yeah, I screwed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I, I trusted somebody else that was giving me something that I shouldn't have trusted them to do. Whatever, like you said, at least they're admitting that it, that it was there, that it did happen. Yeah. And when he started finally doing that, all of a sudden, A-Rod's on TV. Now he's on TV all the time. People love him. Big Poppy's the same way. Poppy got busted. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of them, man. They, you just got to say. Like you said, you gotta own it. That's right. That's so right. to Ryan Braun, stick it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. 
take a hike turkey it's been <laughs> that's the new that is the new name of this if it's a dearly departed who and it's is for their career, career take a hike turkey that's take a hike turkey dearly departed take a hike turkey take Ryan a hike Brown. turkey <laughs> Ryan yes. Brown, take a hike turkey i love it that's perfect adam's <laughs> just happy he doesn't have to sit and think about about what to name this episode for 25 minutes after the after the show's over easy yes um i oh, love it love it love it love it love it all right i love it too and but i don't love anything more than i love chocolate chip cookies chris buddy i'm gonna tell you what we just talked about it. it's both of one of our both of our favorite foods I went a step further. You said chocolate chip cookies. I said Penn Station cookies last week as one of my all-time favorite foods. Therefore, you know if we're going to do all-time favorite chocolate chip cookies for a Mount Rushmore, where I'm standing. You and I connected so hard last week talking about Penn Station chocolate chip cookies that I was so excited because as soon as I left your house that night, I thought – Next week on my way to his house, I'm bringing and surprising him with Penn Station chocolate chip cookies for this podcast. Oh, that would have been so good. Do it another Sorry. time. But that sounds good. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, I, I was so excited to do that. I should have gone and got some for myself anyway. <laughs> Didn't do that yet. But <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm working from home tomorrow. So DoorDash first thing in the morning, right? There you go. What normally would cost what normally would cost you nine dollars will only cost you about eighteen. So yeah, door dash it up. <laughs> yep. Yep. A couple of cookies, 18, 19 bucks. And that's not wait. Is that the bad one or is it the Grubhub? That's the real bad one. That like charge out the that are just crazy in the prices. One I, of them is ridiculous. DoorDash is pretty bad. I, I assume all of them kind of are. I just gravitated to DoorDash for whatever reason. I don't know why. So I just once you pick that. one, once you pick one, you got to get them points. You got to get yeah. them points. You got to get them free deliveries. You got to stick with that one. I went a year ordering stuff from DoorDash almost every day and did not get the Dash Pass that like saves what? you. What? Yeah. I spent so much money, Chris. Oh my God. <laughs> I finally like three or four months ago got the dash pass and I use that now. So it does save me on delivery charges. Adam Schmidt. Are you kidding me? I got the dash pass dash pass. And I probably only use that thing. I don't know, maybe twice a month and it's still worth it. Yeah, it is. It is. Cause, cause they overcharge like crazy. Plus you're Mm -hmm. tipping and I always try to be a good tipper. Yep. I'm telling you, you do cash tip with your, with your door dash person. You do a cash tip or you, uh, you leave it on the door dash. You don't even go to the door. Do you go to the door? Do you make them leave it at the door? Nope. I leave. I have this little, this little short table. I stick it right outside. The, I leave it right inside my door. I stick it right outside the door when I know they're coming. They put it on there. Works out great. There you go. Do you spray it down before you bring it in the house? Not anymore. I used to. <laughs> Atta boy. a boy. All right, enough of that. All right, let's get to the Mount Rushmore chocolate chip cookies, my friend. I'm going to let you kick this off. Okay. Um, so um, let's just go with the easy one, Penn Station. That's that, I, I would say my favorite restaurant cookie, for sure. And definitely one of my favorite, no matter what the designation, restaurant or not, Penn Station. Um. I, I like it because it's dough. It's cookie dough mostly. Yep. 100%. Um, yep. I'm a big soft. I'm a, I, I like soft cookies. Mm-hmm. However, the soft batch, the who makes that soft batch? Is that Chips Ahoy or Keebler? The Keebler soft batch, too soft, man. I had something weird about those. I don't, my, my Uncle Paul ate them for a million years mm-hmm. and I got burned out on them. I didn't think it'd be possible, but couldn't even eat them anymore. And you can't really dip those in milk. It's a different consistency. It's some kind of a different, I, I know what you're talking about. It's a different texture. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So Penn Station cookie dough that they uh, lightly crisp on, on, the, <laughs> on, on, the, on the edges. 
<laughs> I don't even want the crisp. Leave that. Leave that <laughs> yeah, as well. leave that there, brother. I'm good. I eat them corners right off the bat just to get rid of them. <laughs> almost, it's almost like crust on a sandwich. I'm just tossing those. Peeling it off. Peeling it off in the garbage can like I do my pop parts. <laughs> just hold up and push it through with the with the fingers. Push the soft part through. <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i love it all right what do you got what do you got on number two all right number two speaking of soft batch cookies i got keebler soft batch cookies <laughs> all right sounds good <laughs> i'll tell you what those were my fourth those are the fourth that i added to be honest with you and um because i wasn't sure i i do really like those i was racking my brain i i chocolate chip cookies from almost every nope I'm changing it. I yes, thank you. He just thought of one. Just thought of one. This is a, a a place that I used to go to all the time, even though it's not great food. But their cookies are unbelievable. Subway. The yeah, Subway chocolate yeah. chip Subway chocolate chip cookies, really good, man. That's a really good cookie. I think I like that a lot because of how big it is. I think a lot of my cookies that I like. I like a lot of the gas station cookies. I know that sounds crazy, but they got them. I'm a sucker. You put a big old giant chocolate chip cookie right next to the cash register in a, in a speedway or something like that. I mean, just wrapped in cellophane with a sticker on the back. Give it to me. I don't care what kind of heroin cocaine you done squirted in that thing. I take it. Wrap that thing in cellophane. Let me unwrap that thing. Just like with my, just like with my Penn Station. You know what I mean? You put some, you put a chocolate chip cookie, a single chocolate chip cookie wrapped in cellophane. I'm in love. I'm with you. It's it's hard to mess a chocolate chip cookie up. Although I've had some bad chocolate chip cookies too. I don't like when I think they're going to be when I think they're going to be soft and they're hard. Disappointment. God, what a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Penn Station, Subway. Let's go to what I would say is easily my second favorite. Pretty close to the Penn Station, honestly is the Kroger. If you're watching this from somewhere else in the world, Kroger is a big supermarket from where we are. I feel like Kroger's everywhere. It's all over the place in the United States, but the Kroger bakery makes their own, I guess, and puts them in this clear plastic, like a, almost like a takeout food bin thing. And, and you get 16 in there. And I mean, I get, I get like 16, like how dollar signs appear in cartoons, people's eyes, 16 chocolate chip cookies. My, my, these little, these little brown circles turn into chocolate chip cookies. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, I like it. So, so yeah, the Kroger, they're always, they're almost always really soft as well. Um, And those are, those are ones that almost look like they'd be a little hard and are usually softer than you even think. It's oh, mm-hmm. such a delight. My last one, I'm just going to go with the Nestle Toll House, the break and bake. You just buy them in the little sleeve. You pull them out. They're already kind of like perforated for you. Break them off, stick them on there, stick 12 of them on there, put them in. It's only like the best part about that, because I won't take any time to cook or bake anything, but those are like eight minutes or something, 12, 12 maybe at the most. And what eight minutes? Eight minutes to eat them? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Well, it's it, it's like you, you cook them. It's I was gonna say it's like it says <laughs> ten to twelve minutes. <laughs> I'm putting those things in for I'm putting those things in for ten, and my oven is from 1941, and it it, it heats to about it says 450. It heats to about a hundred or so. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so I'm getting yeah I'm eating those uh, I'm eating those doughs, boy. I'm eating those doughs. Hundred percent. I buy two packages of them when I get them. I get two packages. I cook one, and I'm just munching on the other one. Ain't nothing like a perfect little square throw in, brother. Ready to go. Big old glass of milk and chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh my gosh! You know, back in the day. So this is back in the day. I used to take the weekend off, Thursday, Friday off, Saturday, Sunday for the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay, first weekend of the tournament. Always took that weekend off. The, the Thursday, Friday, thir- especially that Thursday, I would get two baked Royals, extra meat from La Rosa's with the kitchen chips and a Diablo sauce in both of them. I'd buy a uh, 
uh, package of Nestle Toll House, like the the cute or the 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 you know it looks like a looks like a sausage roll or whatever, mm-hmm. one of those. And then I'd buy, and then I'd have however many boxes of Girl Scout cookies I had, and I would sit there for two days and with a spoon and just spoon out of that out of that sleeve cookie dough. Had me a big old thing, a gallon of milk next to me, ready to go for two full days. Oh God. So good. Have you had the, they make the edible cookie dough. They, they're not trying to hide it. They're not trying to tell you to, to cook it or anything. It's just like a, a container, like a, like one of those, um, you know, like the frosting you get in the frosting aisle at the store, like the Duncan mm-hmm. Hines little cup mm-hmm. of frosting. Mm-hmm. It's like in one of those, but it's, it's cookie dough. It's just cookie dough that you spoon out and eat on purpose. I'm confused. What do you mean by edible cookie dough? You tell me cookie dough is not is that are you is that a real thing? Are you not they, supposed to eat they, cookie dough? That's what they call it. Yes. Edible they call it edible cookie dough cuz technically you're not supposed to be eating the cookie dough before it's baked. Why? But you and I both do that. Um Why? I I'm I'm guessing I don't know. That's the answer. I don't know. I, I I'm sure it has to do with something like the the fat in something is so much or the sugar in something is so much and maybe it gets baked maybe it gets baked so that you so that it doesn't uh like have the same effect or something when it's just a raw you know, i mean like, the only thing the only thing that you put into cookies that you when you're mixing cookie dough up that you wouldn't mix into something else and just eat is like a raw egg that's the only thing i can think of maybe that's it maybe that's it but what I, I mean, people eat raw eggs all the time too. So I don't understand yeah, that. That's true. Yeah, I, I guess uh, there's, there's just, there's a chance, that chance for, uh, I mean, what would be the, like salmonella or something like that? Maybe that's the, that's the issue. Uh, salmonella can't, ain't got nothing on me, man. This, this body right here. You got that. You can't hurt this thing, dude. You got that immune system of steel. That's um, right. <laughs> so uh, those are my four. Your all time. right. Run, run them back real quick. Let's hear them one more time. Penn Station, Subway, Kroger. Break and bake. Love it. All right. So we'll kick off number one because it's automatic, right? Penn Station. We already have have had this conversation. Don't need to get into that anymore. Um, Then I'll also say Nestle Toll House as well. I have Nestle Toll House down. I don't care if it's in the break and bake, which is weird to me that you can break a square off and it turns into a perfectly round cookie. I don't know how they do that, but that's amazing. That is more surprising to me probably than the fact that they're so good. But Nestle Toll House, you can buy them even in the same thing like the Kroger's already cooked. You can buy them that way too. And just in a little clear plastic container, you can buy them that way. You can buy them uh, the cookie dough. That is without a doubt number two for me. That's number one and number two. Now I'm going to flip the script on you a little bit here because I also love a good dunking cookie. I love a cookie that I can soak in milk. I'm a big Oreo guy. I love something I can dip in milk and get it soggy and get it soft. Basically, yeah. take a hard cookie and make it soft. So I guess technically I still love the soft cookie, but I like a good hard cookie that turns into it. So for me, the Keebler uh, Chip Deluxe, because I, I I don't know if this counts, but with a little, you know, it's got the three M&Ms on it, chocolate chip cookie. It's uh, chocolate chip cookie, but it's got the three M&Ms on it. Mm-hmm. I got that you. brother, yeah. that right there. Oof, I die for those. Yeah. Soak those sons of guns in milk. Mm, so delicious. And then last but not least, another hard cookie that I love to dip. We 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 have them at the house right now. I'm a sucker for just a, the old school chips ahoy. Mm-hmm. Now, one that I'm leaving off. I used to have a bag of these every day at Elder. This was my breakfast every single day in high school. <laughs> A bag of famous Amos cookies. Yes, dude. I still- I've eaten famous Amos as like as cereal before. Dump the bag into milk and just ate them as cereal. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I still eat those all the time. We have those at this little market in our where I where I work in the building, and it's mm, man, yeah, you can't go wrong with those. Yeah, great cookies, great cookies. Right. Ah, there you go. So that's it, man. That's the uh, Mount Rushmore of chocolate chip cookies so if you need you have an idea and you want to get into chocolate chip cookies for the first time 
listen to this podcast and now you now you know what to go after basically yeah. penn station and nestle to laos <laughs> but try the kroger i'm telling you man those oh man off the hook off the hook off the chain kroger. <laughs> all right we have to talk about a gentleman who has been uh is is exploding right now to be honest with you it, it, if, if you keep up with with like the comedy scene he is i think i mentioned it last week he's making the rounds on all the big podcasts all the big comedy podcasts he's he just came out with a new special that we watched this week he's got this channel he and, a, and another guy another comic i guess on youtube um and they make just videos, just however they want to do them. They make skits and stuff uh, that are pretty funny. Guy by the name of Shane Gillis. Uh, Live in Austin is what this one was called. And, uh, and and a lot of people, I think he did the same thing that a lot of guys are doing, did shows on multiple nights and just recorded all of it and cut it together, put the best of it out there. And um, so that was it. I went first on uh, – Mount Rushmore, would you like to go first with Mr. Shane Gillis? I will definitely go first. So we talk about this all the time when we talk about our comedy segment. And it's one of those things where if you can't sit back and laugh at something, then you probably don't want to watch it. Okay? Probably don't. Uh, If you can't laugh at something you love getting made fun of, Mm -hmm. then you probably don't want to watch it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care who you are. This guy had me laughing hard the entire time this was on. And I'm going to tell you why. This is one of these. Are, this is one of the guys. This is the kind of comedy I love. I love comedy that like gets up to that edge and then just pushes over it. Like, oops, oops, that one didn't hit very well. And if it doesn't hit, who cares? Just don't stop. Just go in until you get that laugh. And he did like, oh, yep. Can hear my Patriots out there now. This was a good show until that one came out. <laughs> Trump getting assassinated is the funniest ever. He said it's the funniest. It's not funny, but it would be the funniest. <laughs> funniest. So true. Loved every second of it. This dude was hilarious. Talking about the very first Trump rally, he was like talking about his dad, right? So his dad is all of our dads. Right, his dad, and and he's so right. Would you rather have that dad? Would you rather have a Fox News dad or a CNN dad or CNBC or whatever he said? He's like, oh, oh, we need to save power and get some. Then, dad, come on, we're men. Oh my gosh, I was cracking up. Look, uh, cracking up at that. That was funny. We started talking about the Trump's first rally. Oh my gosh, I was. He he's like, you know, we're all having our regular thing. Like, oh, I'm from Georgia, and I like. Religion. Oh, Rand Paul's ugly. <laughs> Rand Paul, you're ugly. Everybody's like, wait, we can do that in, in one of these? We can do not a Trump rally. I said first Trump rally, first Trump debate. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. The first Trump debate. And he's like, wait a minute, we can do that in these debates? <laughs> Love that. Love that so much. Uh, all these guys live their whole life in politics and after his, his comedy on Trump was hilarious because you really couldn't tell where he stood. That was probably yeah. my favorite part, right? Yeah. You couldn't tell because he blasted the dude and then he kind of turned around and be like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. He might have kind of liked that guy a little. You don't, you don't know where he stands. I love that. A guy that's making you think, do I like this guy? Do I not? It forces you to just be open. Mm-hmm. Forces you to just be open to what he's saying. He couldn't have done this podcast in a better place, by the way in austin texas um yeah the special olympics jokes was funny he started it with the with the girls volleyball <laughs> which is we you know I've, I've actually had that conversation too but when, when he goes into when he said when he said he said could you he said you know you're allowed to laugh like it is funny what these kids do is funny they get a rebound just chuck it and, and he said could you imagine if your friend was the first person to think of the Special Olympics. And he walked up to you and gave you that idea. And you were like, dude, don't ever tell anyone ever about that <laughs> because of how terrible. <laughs> so let's, hey, let's have these people go out and, and play sports and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I 
as a guy who has been involved in Special Olympics for a very long time and has no, you know, has close family that are in the Special Olympics on both sides of my family, I thought that part was hilarious because you have to take if you take that stuff, you got to laugh, right? I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, we all know my uncle. And if you can't laugh at that dude, he has more fun when you're laughing at him. Oh, you know sorry. what I mean? Without a doubt. So anyway, uh, I got a big kick out of that. His whole basketball team just loved tits and John Cena. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the Hooters, Hooters, sponsored, Hooters sponsored the basketball tournament and they have a hug line. And you had to break out the jaws of life. That reminds like as I hear that, I'm thinking of my uncle Paul. Like that is so true. Oh my gosh, that is so true. Uh, wrap the arms and the legs around. <laughs> yes, you will. Paul will jump in your arms. Anyway, <clears throat> this dude is hilarious. Please, if you get a chance, there's a reason this dude's making the rounds everywhere right now, and he's getting popular because this special. It's funny. Once again, first time I've ever seen this dude, right? Mm-hmm. He actually looks like a guy I used to work with. I swear to God, his mannerisms, the way he talks, everything looks just like this dude I used to work with, who's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, this guy named Joe Zanuck. Hilarious. I swear to God, that it was him. I was watching him on stage. <laughs> anyway, uh, first time I've ever seen him. We talk about it all the time. A lot of these first timers for me are the funniest. That's their funniest stuff. Cause they get to work on it. They've working on a ton of stuff for a very long time and put it together. Uh, whereas it's not just one year of working on stuff. So anyway, I get, dude, I gave this a big number. I gave it a big number. Ooh, okay. I went 4.8. Whoa. I laughed. I laughed hard. I was doing the dishes watching this, right? I got it on the iPad. I got the, I got the little headphones in while I'm doing the dishes and I know my wife was in the other room going, why is this weirdo just laughing in the kitchen doing dishes? I was laughing hard just doing dishes in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's great. Um, <clears throat> you did such a good job explaining that. I don't know if I can add anything of value. Uh, yeah, I, I, he, he's, I think I mentioned last week too, he's like friends with all the New York comics that I, you know, that I follow and everything. And so, by the way, real quick, real quick, real quick. Sorry. That is maybe one of the funniest parts too, is when he starts talking about his New York friends, he's got his Twitter line, his Twitter follow. Sorry. That's great too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so, so I've heard some guys talking about him lately and stuff like that. And, and then I started seeing some stuff and then he, you know, came out with this, with this, new special. And, um, so I was excited and and those guys keep talking about these YouTube specials they're doing, you know, sometimes it's because like Mark Norman put his out on YouTube because he tried to pitch it to Netflix and HBO and all those, and they didn't, they wouldn't have it. Now he's, now he's one of the biggest guys in New York. He's one of the biggest guys Mm -hmm. in New York and his specials gotten like over 7 million views or something like that now. So and they have all the control. Like when you, when you go to, when you pitch that to Netflix, Netflix owns that. And then, but they have, they own it. They, they own all the, everything for it. They can do whatever they want with it. They can, you can put it out in a month later, change it. You can, you can, you know, edit stuff into it and everything. So uh, they enjoy doing that. And that's awesome. Cause it's free and, you know, uh, good for those guys. And, and yeah, this, this was a good one. It's I, everything, everything that I laughed at, you just talked about. <laughs> so that was perfect. Um, boy, that, I mean, that number. So I will tell you, I had a 3.9 slash 4.0 written down. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, after your 4.8, I feel like I have to go at least four. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, you go with whatever you want. You don't, don't let me change your vote you've had ones that you loved i didn't affect mine i still gave it whatever i gave it we've been really close lately on these and this might be one where we're just it's still close just a little yeah. bit off yeah, yeah, you yeah. give a guy a four and that's really good yeah four is good for me yep yeah yep um so there you go that's it shane gillis check him out um We've got stuff to do for next week. We've got to do a comedy special for next week. We've got a Mount Ru- we got to do a Mount Rushmore for next week. Um, 
So that uh, puts me in charge. No, no, I'm in charge of the uh, comedy special, right? I've got I've got comedy. You got Mount Rushmore. What do you have on the uh, on the world in the world of the Mount Rushmores? I know you got some written down over there. Mount Rushmore of I don't have anything written down, but it's going to be. <laughs> but it's going to be the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore of birds. Oh, wow. Mount Rushmore of birds. Yep. My friend, that is not going to be an easy one. Your top four birds. I'm sorry. That's what it's going to be. I mean, there one's obvious. One's, I mean, I think Larry's going to be on both of ours, but then after that, you know, you got to Larry. Go. Did you say Larry? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. What are we doing for birds here? I'm totally confused. <laughs> I really, you meant birds just like looked me. at a picture. You just looked at a picture of Larry bird and said birds. I love it. Great job. <laughs> I Good didn't. on you. Way to use the room. <laughs> I didn't know this. I got, I got Michael up here. I would have said the Mount Rushmore of Jordans, but um, we've done no. that before. I really, I really did think, uh, I really did think of birds. So yeah, no, let's let's really do birds. Um, you know, sparrows, robins, uh, pterodactyls, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever your top four birds are. Um, yeah, turkeys. I, I mean, turkey has to be on yours, right? <laughs> Absolutely, there's no doubt. Yeah, turkey's <laughs> definitely on mine, turkey boy. Uh... <laughs> All right, I think I've got my uh, my thing. I've seen this a couple times. Take your time. Uh, no, I just want to make. I just want to see what it's on. I th- okay, so it is on Netflix. All right, and and I can't say the name of it. Um, so this is another girl I've never seen before. Her name is London Hughes. This is on Netflix. Yeah. And it's called. This is uh. This is from 2020, so it's from how, last year. How to catch. To, to catch a, to catch a DCK. Yeah. To catch a dick. That's correct. It's a podcast. Nobody's uh that's right. And it's got a little star there. So you don't even know. It could be to catch a duck. Could be to yeah, catch uh, a duck. Uh, could be to duck. catch a duck. It is. Could be anything. I think it's duck. It's probably duck. Or deck. Maybe she's trying to get a deck of cards. It's to catch a deck. That's true. You don't really know. So uh yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do London Hughes. To catch a blank. <clears throat> that is on Netflix. Yes, on Netflix. So I'm excited about that. It's another new one for me. Never seen her before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm telling you, I'm liking all the new stuff. I love new stuff. And Nate Bar- Nate Bargatze, obviously. I love I love my I love me some Nate Bargatze. Yeah. That dude might be my favorite comic. He's Most, one of the best for sure. I love the fact that he doesn't cuss. He doesn't say any, you know, no foul language. And I'm big into the bad language. So like that makes me laugh harder than almost anything. But Nate is so good. And, and he's so respected because he he came up with those other guys with the Dan Soders and the Normans and the Joe Lists and all those guys and, and, with those New York guys. And he he he's partied like crazy with those guys. He cusses like those guys do, but not on stage. You wouldn't know it. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. You only know it from those guys telling stories right? Up together or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I like that too. I, I, I kind of like, because yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. You can say whatever you want on stage at a comedy show, but I also have a little, res- a little different kind of respect or a different kind of reverence for the, for the guys who keep it a little more clean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. There you go. Very nice. That's so we next week, next week we've got uh, Mount Rushmore birds, and uh, we've got London Hughes for the comedy special. We may we may be talking. So next week will be will be the twenty second, I guess, uh, when we record. So we're going to be getting within the the last two or three weeks of the Major League Baseball season. Sometime here in the next couple of weeks, we will be talking MVP, Cy Young, try to make those picks um, yep. or look back on what we made to begin the season. 
um, and talk about those now. We'll talk about the playoff races. Hopefully the Reds can figure out a way to turn things around again and, and uh, get back into this thing. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about the Cardinals and the Padres and the, you know, whoever else. So they're a game back, 16 games left, and they are on a four game losing streak. So, and something like, you know, lost like, you know, whatever, 14 out of the last 20 or something like that. They just yes, exactly. Anyway, but we still love baseball, even when the Reds aren't in it. So we'll talk about that stuff and uh, much more. There you go. All right. Until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.